Today is part two of my interview with Dr. Raj Sundar about how he enacts his commitment to improving his communication with patients from different cultural backgrounds. Hi, everybody. This is 10 Minutes to Better Patient Communication from Health Communication Partners. I'm Dr. Anne-Marie Liebel. We are all responsible for doing work on health equity to reach specific goals and standards. Health equity goals are good to have, but not easy to reach. Our course, Equitable Patient Education, helps you meet your health equity goals with whatever patient population you are focused on. You will learn to manage common obstacles and improve the patient education process with any patient population. Everyone wants to see improvements, and I give you concrete steps from years of experience working with the best. For more information, visit Health Communication Partners or find me on LinkedIn. I'll put links to part one of my interview with Dr. Raj Sundar in the show notes. We're going to pick up here with a story I played last time, and I'm going to start with it now. And it's a story Dr. Sundar tells about what he has learned about communicating with his patients from Hawaii. And I mentioned last time we had recorded this before the tragic wildfires in Hawaii. So I wonder if or how this new context will shape how you hear Dr. Sundar's stories now. Here he is. I use this example a lot because it is such a good example. It resonates with people. Uh, there are There's a large Native Hawaiian population, relatively, where we live. One thing that came out while I was talking to this community leader was when we're in the clinic, when we're in the hospital, people often want to talk about their vacation to Hawaii as a way to build rapport. They say, I was just in blank place in Hawaii. Where are you from? It seems innocent enough. Maybe the clinician is well-intentioned, trying to find a way to connect, because we all do that with people we don't know. But if you don't understand the cultural context, the historical context, you're actually undermining that relationship. Because the community leader said, hey, here you are talking about vacation, but many of us, we left our left our state because we couldn't afford it anymore because of tourism. And now we're in a foreign place and we can't visit our family because it's too expensive because of tourism. And here you are saying you just took a vacation to Hawaii and then you want me to respond in a happy way and connect with you, then share all my vulnerabilities with you, then want me to listen to what you're saying, (laughs) right? And I have no doubt I've probably done this in the past. And I was damaging that relationship. And I doubt in those instances, I know for a fact in those instances, they didn't say, stop talking about your vacation because <laughs> I can't go to my country, right? That is not the power dynamic in that relationship at all. So this gave me space to understand that. So I don't do, I don't commit those, I'll say, infractions. <laughs> and I, it, one of the things that I appreciate about your response there is that you're not, you're not beating yourself up for that. You're showing us, and I'm sure you're showing your listeners that you've you've learned that the remedy, right? The the way to approach this is not to go ahead and memorize, oh, I should have memorized more things about Hawaiians. You know, it's not that. It's to reflect on your communication and 
to keep reflecting on your communication and keep thinking about how your words land on others and keep thinking about the importance of context and keep having these conversations with yourself and with others in the space where you're going to know it's going to happen again because we're human and we're interacting with other differently positioned humans and there's not a way to get it right 100% of the time. And it sounds exactly. like you give yourself that grace and you definitely give your guests that grace on your show. Exactly. And the takeaway with that example, yes, it's about Hawaii and the specific comment about vacation. The takeaway is also, for me, do I know enough history about this community? Why they left the place they called home? What is their history here? How does that inform our relationship right now that we're building? Those are big questions. And now I'm very curious about that when I'm building relationships way more than I was before. And taking uh, the long view, that historical view, is it's a brave move because that's it's one of the most important contexts. I mean, we could we could name any number of contexts that have a significant bearing on a conversation. Um, taking a historical one is also, I think, a wise move because it's going to give you the historic, the historical background, the historical backdrop for the experiences of many, many people, many, many potential patients that you might see as you get more information about what's gone historically, that's a shared history, right? It's not just one person's history. So it's also a very, a, a, a very clever way of thinking about context that's going to have an impact on, on communication. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, please go ahead. All I was going to do is ask another question, but I, just so I can hear you talk some more. <laughs> yeah. Your question about what am I learning doing this? Another point that I wanted to make was ways in ways my perspective is changing in caring for people. Hmm. Because another example that I provide is taking care of the Ethiopian community. You may or may not know. I know because I talked to the leader. Now I have a relationship with that community uh, or building a relationship with that community. I learned about the conflict there, especially with the Tigrayan community. So last week when I talked to a patient, I brought this question up. I said, I know there's a lot going on in Ethiopia. Is that relevant to you? Is that something you think about? For the next 10 minutes, that's what he talked about about worry, concern about his family, his own self-identity, and how he doesn't call himself Ethiopian anymore, say we are Tigrinian. I think it was really important for that, for that patient because that was actually what was affecting his mental health significantly, right? And I wouldn't have known to approach or even ask that question if I didn't have context into that community. Another important point is that a lot of people want to share, but they don't. And someone said this explicitly. It's like I, I opened the conversation so they knew I was curious enough to learn, which means that I was curious enough to listen because they've had a lot of experience when people ignored what they shared or they didn't try hard enough. So they're, they're not even going to try to share something that is so vulnerable for them to this person 
who hasn't shown um, any ounce of curiosity about this part of their life, right? They're just here to talk about diabetes, cholesterol, and then get me out. You're saying so much there, Raj. You know, I'm thinking about the, the comment you made about like when you put something on the table, it becomes safe for the patient to talk about it too. You issued a wonderful invitation and the patient decided to take up that invitation. In that response, you heard information that was clinically relevant and, you know, deepened your relationship, started to have a relationship on a different level with this person. Um, and it's, I know sometimes the, you know, the open-ended question gets a bad rep in medicine because, oh, well, who has time for it? And I'm wondering how much time is saved by open-ended questions because of all of the other steps that you didn't have to go through to eventually come to how long would it have taken to find out that these are the, the pressures on this person's mental health, for example. So what are next steps for you? Or, or I mean, I'd love to say, you know, Raj, please tell us you're going to like start another podcast series or you're just going to keep on podcasting forever. But, and you can say that if you want to, but you can also give words of encouragement if you have them for people who find themselves wanting to, feeling that gap and wanting to bridge it. I would say I would leave with the question of what does it mean for you to learn about the communities that you're part of through relationships? That's the question I'm trying to answer. And podcasting was the medium that felt right for me. I'm hoping other people benefit from it because it is so focused on stories, voice, and conversations to convey a complex topic like culture, which I think is personally making me a better clinician. But people can answer that question different ways. It could be just showing up to the community center and meeting who is the leader there. If you're seeing a lot of people from blank community, because we all have that in our neighborhoods and you may be taking care of those patients who would benefit from you knowing more about what's important to them. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Raj, thank you for being on the show too. Thank you for sharing your show with us, but also the story behind why you started the show. You took your reflective practice and decided to be very vulnerable and go public with it and say, I don't know this and I want to understand better than I do now. And we're all better for it. So again, Raj hosts Healthcare for Humans. I'm going to put links to that in the show notes. And I want to thank you for being on the show, Raj. Thank you again, Anne. Again, a huge thanks to Dr. Sundar. His podcast series, one more time, is Healthcare for Humans. And I strongly encourage you to listen and learn along with him. I'll put links in the show notes. This has been 10 Minutes better patient communication from health communication partners audio engineering and music by joe liebel additional music by alexis rounds thanks for listening to 10 minutes to better patient communication from health communication partners llc find us at healthcommunicationpartners.com